So Chance, what you drinking? Well, Cameron, um, in uh, classic Boy Meets World Fever fashion, um, I'm sorry you're not here with me to try this glorious event. Um, I'm sorry, too. I've got a new soda. Um, so you if you just see it from here, what does it look like? I mean, it looks like a Dr. Pepper. But then you move it up. I can't read that. It's too small. Strawberries and cream. Oh, interesting. Uh, Dr. Pepper has said this is a new permanent flavor. Mm-hmm. They've said that before. Well, the cream soda and the cherry are both stayed. So I guess we'll, we'll see. Let's see. I'm going to grip it. I'm going to rip it. Grip it and rip it. <clears throat> That's a good sound. That's a great. All right. Let's get. Ooh. Ooh. That's quite the bouquet. Strawberry cream savers? Uh huh. I love those. You get that on the nose. Very strong. Okay. Very strong. The minute I opened the can, it was like strawberry, the taste of strawberry cream savers, but in my nose. So the smell. Oh. He's taking okay. some drinks, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I took three real good drinks. Um, mm-hmm. It is very strawberry heavy on the front. Yeah, um, yeah. Very strawberry heavy, like more than I thought they would do. Um, but then as like as you get that strawberry on the front, then the Dr. Pepper starts to kind of take over. Okay. So you like, ooh, strawberries. Oh, now Dr. Pepper is kind of like taking over. And then it ends with like a very Dr. Peppery kind of flavor. Well, I like that. So would you call it a buy? Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Strawberries and cream, Dr. Pepper. It, it evolves more than I would have thought it would. Interesting. Did you just hear a sound almost like a Super Nintendo helicopter sound? I did not. Okay, it was coming through my speakers. I don't know what it was. So if you heard that at home, that was not intentional. I did not hear it. Um, I also have next to me a box of Valentine's chocolates. Chance, why are you torturing me so? Why? I have none of these things. Uh, Cameron, why? Enjoy your life. I don't know. Apparently I Um, can't. What? I said apparently I can't. Hmm. Next week I will have snacks for you. Yeah, you better. Cameron and I, well, we probably won't be recording. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll be hanging out. We're going to hang out next weekend. It's about time. It's about damn time, as Lizzo says. Mm -hmm. And she won an award. Mm-hmm. Not as many as she deserved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that never happened to guys like Harry Styles, Chance. I did not care for Harry's house. I liked his album before Harry's house. Um, I thought it was cool summer vibes. Um, Harry's house was nothing special to me. I don't know how it won album. Mm-hmm. I just liked his acceptance speech where he said things like that never happened to people like him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. Um, what, what I was going to say about this uh, tray of chocolates is I'm going to just kind of eat some as we're going, um, but there's no, like... Label? There's no label. I don't know what any of them are. Chance. What if one of them is filled with hatch green chili peppers? Well, then I'm dead. <laughs> okay. As long as you take that, you know, you assume that risk. I have a uh, capsaicin allergy. I'm allergic to the genus capsaicin ananum, which is most peppers that are on the more mild side. Because his favorite Pokemon from the last generation was Capsaicid and Scovillain. Scovillain. But I think Scovillain 
Because he looks more like a habanero to me. He's a little too wrinkled to be like a bell pepper. Like a serrano or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once you get once you get to the, like the chili side of things, mm-hmm. um, that's actually those are all a whole bunch of different plants that aren't part of capsaicin anum. So like habanero, I'm not allergic to. Uh, ghost pepper, I'm not allergic to. Uh, go, uh, ca- uh, what's it called? Carolina Reaper, not allergic to it. Mm-hmm. So I just I just play in a different field than most people because I can't play in the lower fields at a higher field. Yeah. So like Michael do- Jordan couldn't go back and play, you know, like twelve and under league. No, he's in a totally different league. It's true. It's That's true. We're all just twelve and under league, and he's over here like. You played in the big leagues with me once. We've told that it was, story. It was a mistake. <laughs> you don't need to relitigate that. Mistakes are um, Let's do a first one. Let's see how this how this is going to play out. Okay. Looks okay. chocolatey. I'm guessing it looks like a truffle of some kind. I'm guessing orange cream. Mm, no. Rats. I was actually kind of looking forward to that. This one is like brownie, maybe? Yeah. Interesting. It's chocolate stuff with chocolate, which is not my favorite yeah, thing. Not really your thing. No. Okay. Man, I thought I was so I thought I was gonna get it. I thought you were too. I was hoping. I was hoping too. Um hey Cameron, how you doing? Great. We're just here with more riveting content. Yeah. As always. Brought to you by The Honest Company, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Cameron was The Honest Company. They make, like, baby formula and diapers and junk like that. Oh, they're probably about people then. But their name says The Honest Company. It was founded by Jessica Alba. Oh, wow. Are you telling me that Sue Storms from The Fantastic Four is a bad person? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Are you telling me that Honey is a bad person? Honey? It was a dance movie. That I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I remember that. I remember. Yeah. I never saw it, but I've seen like posters, maybe. I think those are the only two movies that I can think of that have Jessica Alba in them. I think she was in one with Ewan McGregor called The Island. That, that wasn't I. There was a movie called The Island, but I never saw it. I mean, either. I just remember the trailer, and I want to say it was Jessica Alba and Ewan McGregor. Okay, yeah, that's all I knew. It was. Yeah. Um, we have the we have declared ourselves having the power to declare things canon. So canon. She's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. She might not be. I kind of want to look it up. Cameron's already canon. 2005 film. Dang it, Scarlett Johansson. Scar Joe. We've been that's, Johansson. That's not Jessica Alba. Dang it! <laughs> I was right on you and McGregor, though. Well, you know, live and learn. I want to see what else Jessica Alba's been in. Okay. Cameron's in some Nintendo Switch commercials. Yeah, I guess she was. The popularity of the island on IMDb is down 283 spots. <laughs> to November 2025. I don't know what that's out of. Um, 
how they determine any of that. Really, uh, your two biggest things you're known for on IMDb are the Fantastic Four movies. So I nailed that. I feel like she's like a chick flick rom-com actress. Probably. But her other two that she's known for is Sin City and Machete. Oh, I forgot she was in Sin City. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I liked it. I really wish that vibe would have kept going. They did the, the um, not the Phantom. Oh, what was that movie? I think it Mendez is the bad guy. Oh. It was uh, The Spirit. The Spirit, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really dig that vibe. Um, but it just hasn't been in much. It was kind of actually weirdly brought back by Persona 5 in a certain way. Mm-hmm. They didn't dedicate hey, I was right about um, Honey. Yeah, you were. You in the movie Punks? Do you remember that movie Punks? <laughs> we are the Punks. United we stand. Do I remember? Do I remember? That was a great movie. Henry Winkler was in that movie. Wow. And Randy Quaid. Well, he's certainly fallen from grace since then. Really? I want to say. Of all the Quaids? I know it was one of the Quaid brothers, but not Dennis. Oh. But Jessica Alba was one of the one of the kids. I don't one of the remember. punks. Maybe she just wasn't Jessica Alba to me yet. She must not have been. We are the yeah, punks. United we United we stand. We are the punks. United we fall. Defending oh, uh, the underdog. Yeah. I can't remember really anything else about that movie. Um, Except they had gloves on and they had the P-U-N-K-S on it. Yeah, that's true. And that There's seems a, to be their last initials. There's a part of me where they're doing like a phone prank that's sticking out, but I don't remember. There's like a memory waiting to be unlocked. It just hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just need to watch it. Okay. For no reason at all. That related to Boy Meets World. Well, we're just going to watch part of and review it. Jessica Alba, obviously. <laughs> We've been talking about Jessica Alba. Because the diapers. <laughs> Not because of Famous Boy diaper. Famous diaper person. Famous diaper baby Jessica Alba. Anyway, that's enough about Jessica Alba. <laughs> that's not why you're here. You're I mean, clearly here because you really love the episode, The Truth About Honesty. From Boy Meets World. Hey, and we don't my want to... question for you, my listener. Oh, what are you smoking? If you like that, one. <laughs> you know, what do you want? I want some. You know, I I may be the voice of reason this time. Um, I was not looking forward to this episode. Um, and it met that expectation in certain parts. But there were there was rays of sunshine in the. There was a ray of sunshine, and his name was Jack. And literally everybody else was a absolute worst version of their character. Yeah, I I disagree. I disagree. I think Sean is a wet ray of sunshine throughout this whole episode. Eh, maybe he he, he maybe. has a falling off in the bedroom. I will grant. Uh, oh yeah, we, we uh, yeah. I couldn't but, think of something to say. There's a nice little entendre there. I I just it becomes bad. But I really like Sean through this episode. I'll give you that. And Jack. Jack Jack was funny. Yeah, it's not a great... It's not not great. It's not good. It's not even good. Um, No, but I had more fun with it than I thought I was gonna. I did not. It was kind of a miserable 22 minutes of existence for me. um, I'll go ahead and sit on. Um, Hilarity ensues while the gang is in the bathroom. And then hilarity does go away. It just leaves 
episode. Um, so I guess hilarity doesn't ensue. Hilarity kind hilarity of begins. Pre-sues? Yeah, it, hilarity pre-sues. And then Rachel invites everyone to a dinner party. Um, and it's the disaster that everyone thinks it's going to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hilarity doesn't really ensue. But I was quite delighted by much of the bathroom scene. In the beginning? Yeah, yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. <clears throat> I think it's really unhinged. Topanga uh, makes no sense to me. Okay, well, we're jumping the, in. What, the, what? <clears throat> the fact that everyone, all three of them, Sean, Angela, and Topanga, think Corey is crazy for not wanting to share his razor is just so baffling to me. Corey is in the right for once in his life, and he is being treated like a crazy person. See, I don't really have a razor. Is this a thing? Of sharing? Well, I mean, is it? I, I mean, I don't I don't know. We do, my, my wife and I don't really have that share, so. All I remember is as a child being in the doctor's office, and there was a sign about the different types of hepatitis. <laughs> and it said hepatitis C can be transferred through the sharing of personal hygiene products. But... Such as aren't, razors. Aren't they like in love and swapping and spit all the time? It's different. You don't do that. It's not like a, oh, this touched your legs and it touches my face. That's nothing. That's nothing. But something about just those things that you use on your own body should only be used on your own body. Okay. And Corey is not crazy for thinking this and for being upset that Topanga did that. And especially that she didn't ask. Yeah. But the episode takes that side as well uh, at the end when Corey's like, how can I have this this sort of shared intimacy with you if I am denied all sorts of shared intimacy from the other side? Mm -hmm. But then he gets to see her butt. And so then he's like, okay, you can use my razor. Yeah. And my toothbrush? My toothbrush? That's the nastiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I I had to give... I had a brand new toothbrush for a trip, but we forgot to um, pack Asher's toothbrush. Mm-hmm. So I gave him my brand new toothbrush thinking like, I'll just use it after him. It'll be fine. But after he used it, I was like, that's just his toothbrush now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like kind of put. Um, no, no, Topanga. He- you're the ally of hepatitis C in this situation, Topanga. I have never been in this position. Um even with my wife, like I don't, I just have a electric groomer that I use. Um, mm-hmm. I like to keep a beard. Um, so I, I, I do not know. I don't think I would have a huge problem sharing a razor. I don't think, especially with someone I'm regularly intimate with, because if we're going to have hepatitis C, we're both going to have it. <laughs> you don't know, Chance. You just don't know. But I haven't been there. And I, like I said, I thought I would be okay with the toothbrush, but. When he handed me back the toothbrush, and I was like, am I going to go use this? I was like, no. No, not. This Topanga's a maniac, and this is the worst version of her. Um, I, I do think there's a, there's a boundary issue here. Yeah. Yeah, you could say so. Uh, Corey being surprised by it is not a good luck. Surprised by the fact that she used his razor? Yeah. Like, that's not a good look for Topanga, because she didn't even, like, talk mm-hmm. about it. Yes. I was like, how's that not a good look for Corey for him to be caught off guard by this? No. We know he doesn't mask his feelings very well. No. 
He's very terrible at it. And this um, is an episode where at the beginning I was like, yes, Corey, Corey is doing well. But then he tanks it. But we'll get to that later. He really, no, yeah. Corey like, is he's not exempt from being the worst version of himself. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Um, basically, the gang is in the shower, and Topanga's like, Corey, we have to pick a hall. Mm-hmm. And he's not listening. And then she says she's naked. And Corey, like, pops his head out. He's like, are you ever going to be naked? Um, which I don't. I'm done with this. <laughs> it's only come up, like, three times this season. It's not been, too like, much. incessant. It's, it is just too much. I, I, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Like... We had such a great, we had such a surprisingly great episode about sex um, mm-hmm. early on, uh, season five, season the five. prom episode, um, and now we're at this like puritanical like I want to see you naked and have sex, but you won't let me. Mm-hmm. Like this whole like the girls got to be, I, I don't know, it's gross and I don't like it. Yes, but we just continue to beat that drum. Well, they continue to beat that drum. But that is the only uh, way you have this episode. Um, actually, enjoy the realization in the in the later on in the episode. There's a realization that they come to in the elevator. Uh-huh. I think it's a actually quite delightful realization about shared intimacy. But it is ruined by everything that comes before and after it. <laughs> so it's just it's no good. No, no, Corey is. Awful in this episode, but so is everyone. Um, yeah. But that doesn't give him a pass. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah. So um, Angela sees Corey's butt, and it's kind of funny. Um, that is a bit funny. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. They also seem like friends, and they're hanging out. It's it's good. That does feel nice. And uh-huh. but then, um, well, it is funny when Corey comes out with his towel all the way up, like basically to his collarbone. Yeah, um, it's a funny visual gag. Mm-hmm. Peter's doing that thing again. Oh. The helicopter sound. It stopped. Um, but so yeah, that's funny. And then he talks with Topanga about the razor, and he's upset. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. at first he tries to play it off, and he's like, "No, this just further completes my joy of us being together," and blah blah blah. And then she leaves, and he's just like, "Huh." And Sean and Angela are like, what? What's the big deal? And he just kind of goes off about it. Then Topanga walks back in. And Angela just instantly, Corey's grossed out that you used his razor. Yeah. And she says, and he's like, no, she's crazy. No, I'm not. And I like this part. And she's like, well, okay. Then I'm just going to use it to shave under my armpits. Anything but that. Mm-hmm. Um, Is your computer still making that noise? It just did again. I don't know what's up. Sounds like an interference thing. Is your phone near your computer? Not anywhere different than what it normally is. I'll move my phone. You move your phone. It's moved. We have moved our phones. Because um, if it sounds like a do, 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 that's normally something interference-wise. Yeah. It's, signal. Not, it's not pleasant. Um, it's, it's Satan, because he's it? the prince of the air. Prince of the powers of the air. I learned that at Super Summer once. Oh, Cameron, we can't get into Super Summer here. I have too many thoughts. <laughs> Super Summer, for those who don't know, and then we're going to drop it, is a youth group leader summer camp, like Baptist, evangelical, super Christian summer camp. Um, I'm going to translate that into real person speak. Um, Super Summer 
is a worthless waste of time that inflates the egos of people who are already told they are great and creates further class divides and hierarchies within systems to get kids used to accepting uh, class divides and hierarchies. And there you have it. <laughs> Moving on. Like I said, I feel like I basically said that. I mean, you did. You did, but you used bad to speak. Well, yeah. It's the language I know, Chance. It's the language, I know. <laughs> it's the language you know. Um, yeah, this is all. This is all very funny, but it's well, that, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I I like this beginning. Um, I like it, and the best part about it is Sean is shaving, mm-hmm. and um, excuse me, um, Sean is shaving, and Topanga's like. Corey, we have to be able to be completely honest with each other. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> and she's like, honesty is the most important foundation of a relationship, and I need you to be able to be honest with me at all times. Trap, trap, trappy trap, trap, trap. Well, he does the shave and a haircut. He says, trap, 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 trap. She says yeah. something else. Trap, trap. Yes, that's true. He does. I, I didn't even realize. Um, and <laughs> I like Sean. <laughs> I like him just being like, no, no. Like, this, is, this is a bad idea. Yeah. But Corey's just like, so I can be totally honest. He said, and he goes, Topanga, if, if you would please, and you don't mind, could you keep your mitts off my razor? And she says, yes, Corey. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves. Sean says it's a trap again. Mm-hmm. And then this is where it all falls apart. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's unfortunate that it... I think it's at its worst at the party. Yeah, but the build-up to the party ain't much better. The stuff in the student union isn't good. It's it's not, but it's not terrible. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's Corey slowly becoming like uh, basically every conservative person in America with a Twitter account. That's true as well. What? I was just telling the truth. I was just telling the truth. The Bible says to speak the truth in love. No, you're just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we cut to the student union, and Corey, Topanga's uh, like, ooh, the petite shoe is playing. Corey, should we go see that this weekend? What movie goes, is the petite shoe? I don't I don't know. I think like, it's got to be a like a reference to another movie, I would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I searched pe- the petite shoe. Maybe I should search movie. No, I'm not really finding it. All I'm finding is a 3D animated movie called The Small Shoemaker. No, I, I I think it's got to be a reference to a chick flick that came out around the same time without actually saying the movie. Because they never actually say the movies on here. Sure, there's like the new Van Damme movie. Yeah. It's got to be a reference to something. You're right, you're right. Are you looking up movies that are on at this time? I was looking to see if the trivia of the show. Of the episode? Uh-huh. When, when was this episode out? 99. Um, I'll look for rom-coms in 99. It was a big year for rom-coms. Wow. Oh, this was another band episode. Um, yeah, I, I believe that. I Because of the, the butt. And uh, Sean and Angela, I'm assuming. Okay, so the big rom-com from this year is Runaway Bride. 
which I've not seen. Uh, Shakespeare there are shoes in it. Shakespeare in Love, She's All That, Never Been Kissed. Ten Things I Hate About You is this year? See, the problem is it could not be it could not be Runaway Bride because that came out in July and this was April. Oh, is this early? So in couldn't be yeah, I mean, it, it just said that this takes place in April 99 um, on the IMDb. So... Funnily enough, Never Been Kissed, you know who's in that movie? Who? Jessica Alba. Oh, there you it go. all connects. It all connects. There was a rom-com that came out in April of 99 called Lost and Found, which I know nothing about. Sure, it could be that. Wow, 99 was a big year. For rom-coms, at least. Uh-huh. Notting Hill? Someone's, like, screaming at their their uh, podcasting app right now, like, It's this, you dummies! And we're all right. Let me see what this movie is. I'm going to... David Spade is getting ready to open his own restaurant, but he's become preoccupied. His new neighbor, the gorgeous French woman, Lilia, played by Sophia Marcoux. When Dylan doesn't have much luck talking to her, he decides that the way to her heart is through his beloved dog, Jack. Her, Her beloved dog, Jack. Abducting the canine, Dylan hopes to win her affection when he returns Jack safe and sound. But soon the scheming guy has to deal with numerous unforeseen problems that jeopardize his plan. You know, I don't think this is the one. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. At the end of March 1999, a little romantic comedy called 10 Things I Hate About You came out. I think Topanga just sort of Slurred those words together. The petite shoe, to things I hate about you, it 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 works. Okay. And the yeah. real reason Corey's upset, he says it's because it's a romantic comedy, but he knows Topanga has a thing for Heath Ledger or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it's one Either of the two. Those could be her type. He's probably more worried about um, the Heath Ledger types, but he really has to worry about the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Type. Yeah, I could see that. And you know what they wear on their feet all throughout that movie? Shoes. Shoes of various sizes. Some certainly you could call petite. Uh, the movie Ever After, what did it? What was it an adaption of? Cinderella. Could be that, because it came out late year, late in the year 98. Also, Larissa Olenek was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, you I don't know actors' names. You know this. She was, she was Dana. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. The petite shoe. The things I hate about you. <laughs> the petite shoe and things I hate about mm. you. Um, and he goes, watch this to Sean. He goes, no, I won't go. Because that's a chick flag. And Corey doesn't do chick flags. And then everyone looks at him like he's crazy. Because he is. Because he is. Turns to Sean. And this is one, another one of my favorite parts. How am I doing? You're right on schedule, buddy. <laughs> that was a bit funny. Sean just... He understands things, you know. I love Sean in this whole episode because of his, like, uh, attitude the whole time. Like, he's like, trap, it's trap, 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 trap. <laughs> see, I feel like what, what we see here is Sean's character at the beginning of the episode being extremely aware that he's in an episode of television. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this is a trap. This is obviously a setup. Like, this is a classic TV trope. You're being set up, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, you're right on schedule. But as the episode progresses, he gets more caught up in it as well. 
mm-hmm. as he has the, the opportunity with Angela. And then by the end, you know, he's just sucked right back in. Yeah. And he's just like fully in the TV at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Angela was introduced. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't have too much awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, they have this and then Eric brings a stroller that's clearly empty <laughs> because it's being pushed very carefreely. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Joshua. I don't remember why. I think he says he's just watching him for mom and dad. Uh-huh. But then he leaves and there's a woman who's like, oh, your son is so adorable. Well, not yet. He doesn't leave yet because while Eric is with them, um, we actually have like a brother moment with Corey and Eric. Uh-huh. Where they're both like hanging out with Joshua, and then Rachel and Jack show up. Jack show up, and Rachel says that they're having their first adult dinner party, which is bold to say since the only people you're inviting you haven't invited yet. So uh-huh. <laughs> not be. Yeah, we're planning to have our first adult dinner party, assuming you all want to come. Yeah, assuming you all want to show up, <laughs> and. uh Everyone's like, yeah, that'll be fun, yeah. And they said, oh, we already had our first adult dinner party senior year of high school in the same apartment. And it was just about as awkward as this one's going to be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If you had to pick a dinner party to be at from Boy Meets World, would you choose this one? Or would you choose um, how to succeed in business dinner party? Ooh, Ooh, that's a damned if you do, damned if you do. At least at this one, you have Cornish hens. That's true. I don't know exactly what they were eating at the other one. That's true. I guess this one? Just to, like, listen to Eric? Yeah. Again, I don't particularly like this version of Eric. No, I hate this version of Eric, but it was entertaining. Um, But yeah, so they're all like, yeah. But Eric's like, no. (laughs) And Rachel's like, Eric, you are going to come and you are going to put all of this behind us because we are friends. And he's like, will there be tater tots? She goes, I will make you tater tots. Then I'll be there. Then he walks away. I love her so much. <laughs> Rachel! He doesn't say that there. but you It's know. the sentiment. Though. Mm-hmm. The sentiment is there. Then he goes out with the baby carriage and a woman is like, oh, your son is so great. Well, yeah, it's like there's nothing like a dad with his son. Mm-hmm. And then... You know exactly where this is going. Yeah. He says, what about a dad, a baby, and the baby's new girlfriend? She's like, what about the mom? Oh, she's uh, dead. Dead. I mean, I'm all Joshua has in this world. <laughs> yeah, because a baby that little. Because they were born premature in February. Mm-hmm. We're in April. They're still, they look incredibly small. Oh, yeah. This would have and to that- be a childbirth kind of situation. And for him to just be so cavalier about it. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Um, yeah, but uh, this is the moment when um, Amy and Alan, for some reason, appear in this episode. And they're and the worst versions of themselves. Huh? And they're the worst versions of themselves. Yes. <laughs> um, um, they realize, Eric's like, oh, it's the grandparents picking up my son, Joshua. And they go along with it for some um, reason. Alan especially. And he's like, oh, I'll talk to him later. Yeah. Um, Wink. Yeah, and then a woman walks by and he's like, look at what I made. (laughs) Is that a thing? No idea. (laughs) I've got two kids. 
Never been in that situation. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Eric goes on a date with the girl. <laughs> Dana is her name. Dana. Um, and then we cut to the elevator, and I don't know I how hair do. I don't know what's going on. The the, the 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 quality already wasn't very high. I mean, I'm trying to be positive. Like I I'm not. I think especially Sean has been very funny. I like seeing the four just hanging out in the bathroom as friends. Loses but all it. of a sudden all charisma, all likability just gets sapped out of the episode. And Topanga's got a weird haircut. It's like and all the moisture from Topanga's hair. Yeah. Sapped away. And it's really weird for to me because like I understand why she has this weird haircut. Like I get it story-wise, like they need an easy point of conflict to like hurt Topanga's feelings. Uh-huh. But like this isn't Topanga. Like this is like the climax of the ultimate assassination of Topanga. Yes, here we are at the precipice. We are here to get the soul stone, and Michael Jacobs just pushes Topanga off the cliff. Yeah, like, you know, Topanga likes to look good. She likes to wear nice clothes. Mm -hmm. This season, they've decided she has to dress like a weird nun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really weird, because in season four, we joked about, uh, joked about slash kind of lamented in Airbnb's B&B, like, Topanga exists to wear three outfits. In like kind of kind of gross ways. Mm -hmm. Now she's like she still like has to dress nice in every episode, but like she's she's kind of nunnish. But uh -huh. she's not like the girl who spends a bunch of money to get a trendy haircut. Like we've never seen that. Yeah, and it's not even like a oh, but this is just the late nineties and people dressed differently. Then well, because that's certainly true. Mm -hmm. Not even like according to '90s standards that she's dressing in a way that's like, oh, ha, ha. yeah, you know, um, she's just dressing. It, it feels extremely conservatively. Yeah, she's like dressing like a Nancy Reagan kind of like, mm -hmm. and it's it's real weird, and it's only like further weirded out by this haircut. Like, I don't know. We had a whole thing about how like Topanga learned. A lesson about doing these heavy stylized things, and I still don't know what that lesson was. Uh -huh. Are you talking about hair today, gone tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, goon tomorrow, actually. But I feel like it's well established. Like this isn't Topanga. This uh -huh. isn't what Topanga does. And I know that Topanga's character has been slowly assassinated over the last few seasons. But something about like the conservative, weird dress and like. Girls go get a lot of money for stupid haircuts. Like, mm -hmm. humor just is... It was a real bummer to me. Yeah. It was a real bummer. Mm -hmm. But then Corey is just horrible about it. He's so horrible about it. It's like, I don't like, I don't like your haircut. I hate it. Yeah. I think the person who did this to you should be taken out to a field, tied up, and made to look at it. Uh, which is actually kind of funny, but... Yeah. <laughs> I got a little chuckle in there. For him. Well done. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I am quite eager. So I was listening to um Pod Meets World's episode on Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf? Uh-huh. 
And at the end, when Topanga and Corey kiss, they talk about how, like, this feels too easy. Like, a lot of Topanga's agency has been taken away. Like, she's not the strong, like, woman woman with something to say that she was in season one. Um, which, with, with the hindsight that we have, I love season two Topanga. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with a few episodes coming up. I just wonder, like, when it gets to this point, what they're going to feel about Topanga. Like... Yeah, so just like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, like season two Topanga is my favorite Topanga. Yeah. She's great. Um the poetry episode, wonderful. Election episode where she becomes the president. Yeah. Election episode and she becomes the producer. Uh-huh. Not just the president. Yeah. And, and I like season three Topanga. That you know, the kind of rah-rah mm-hmm. girlfriend. I have demons, so there. Yeah, I have demons, so there. And um, the Disney episode. When guys oh, doing that. Um, yeah, seasons four and five are rough on Topanga, but nothing like season six. Yeah, it has not been kind to her. No. And this episode is not kind to her. No. no. Nor is it kind to anyone. But again, that's not an excuse. Yeah, this is this is my least favorite Topanga we've ever had. Right now, like my least favorite Topanga, my, my least favorite Corey. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's like you know, just break up again. <laughs> yeah, like this isn't this isn't working, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they arrive with uh, Sean and Angela. Yes, and so they're at the dinner party. Well, before that, we have a little scene where Jack comes out, and like Rachel's oh, looking nice in a dress, and Jack is wearing like a plaid or just like a striped. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Patterned button-up. Button-up shirt. And she's like, oh, is that what you're wearing? And he's like, yes. And she's like, well, I want you to be comfortable. Wear whatever you want to wear. And he's like, except for this. And she's like, oh, Jack, you're so funny. Uh-huh. He's like, he goes to change. Yeah. But it's funny because Sean is wearing the exact same shirt. It is. That Jack was wearing. I do like the beginning of that scene, too, where Jack's like, hey, what you doing? She's like, Carving radish roses. I just spent half an hour on one in your mouth. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a break. It's chocolate time. Okay. Let me look at it. Hold it up. I think that has a hmm, coconut. Ooh, I hope. Yeah. So. Yes. I got one. Yeah. Coconut. Coconut. Weirdly, I'm not 100% sure if it was coconut or almond. Okay. They can have a similar texture sometimes. Mm-hmm. Was one of I didn't have it. I'm several miles away from you. I'll throw them. I'll throw them. And the wind will take them. I caught it. Mmm. That's almond. I don't know. No, that's coconut. I want to be right. Okay. <laughs> All, coconut it is. Okay. I did it. I got one right. You did. Okay, break over. But now we walk into the party, and it just is all downhill. It was already downhill. Yeah, I do. I I enjoy, um, oh, what is it? I don't remember the sequence of events, but they come in, and um, they tell about the honesty thing between Corey and uh, Topanga. Rachel's like, oh, I love your hair. And then Corey's like, I don't. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's bad. And then they explain the honesty thing, and 
Um, Rachel's like, you know, we used to play this game where we put everyone's name in a hat and everyone has to answer honestly. Um, and Sean's like, I'm just here to eat. <laughs> like, I'm just here for food. Like, are you afraid of honesty, Sean? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. He's like, 100%. He's like, yeah, I am. Um, and Jack comes up to him. He's like, because Sean is wearing the same shirt Jack just had to take off. He's like, nice shirt. <laughs> Which now Jack is in, in my opinion, a less dressy shirt, right? Yeah, I don't get it. He's like a sweater that's vertical stripes, but it looks textured along those stripes. Maybe what it is is the other shirt just wasn't really showing off his body the way that Rachel wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. Look at my man's bot. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Um, That's really season seven, Jack. Actually, where Jack gets jacked. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm excited for us to get there. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Sean's just like, they're like, you afraid of honesty, Sean? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you should be too. <laughs> like, he's still just, firmly aware that he's in an episode of television. I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I like I like that Sean and so oh, excuse me. So they start playing the game mm-hmm. and I think Angela draws Jack's name. And she's like, if you could change one thing about Rachel, what would you change? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. Oh, great game, everybody. <laughs> yeah, great game. Great game. Um and then they're like, Oh, come on. And then Rachel gets drawn into paying his like same question. About Jack. He's like, see, it's not so easy, is it? And then she's instantly <laughs> like, he needs to stop being so passive and make up his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And say what he's thinking more. And he's like, it's really sad. And they're like, how do you, how does that make you feel, Jack? And he's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. He goes and sits down and <laughs> later Sean's right next to him. And I think this is very intentional from Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean's standing next to him and he's like uh, hey do you think I don't speak my mind enough and Sean goes what and Jack goes never mind <laughs> what <laughs> never mind uh, uh, <laughs> I thought I, I think that's very funny and in my mind I'm like Sean doesn't want to deal with this right now so he's just gonna say he's gonna say what <laughs> he knows he knows the insecurities of his brother. Um, yeah. And um, then they draw... Do they draw Corey neck? Is this when... But is this when Eric shows up? Oh, that's right. Eric shows up and he's brought Dana with him. Yes. And Rachel's like, oh, you brought a guest. And then she like starts spiraling. Yeah. She, she's like, like prepared for seven guests, seven Cornish hens, seven baked potatoes. Yeah. Jack's like, I'll leave. <laughs> problem solved. Yeah, I'll leave. Problem solved. And they're like, we're doing an honesty game. And he's like, ah, honesty. Exactly what they teach us in law school. Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure thing, Eric. Um, no, it's not Corey yet because you have the Sean and Angela stuff where you have the Corey. Oh, does that does that happen first? Uh-huh. Yeah, Topanga draws Sean's name. Mm-hmm. And then... Out of nowhere for this show for Amish Topanga. <laughs> yeah. Nancy Reagan over here. Like, 
if you could spend one night with anyone, no strings attached, who would it be? And I literally just want to scream at this point. What show is this? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we watching? These these characters are basically asexual. Like, they just kiss. They only know how to kiss. Well, they. I don't remember the last time they really did that, except for like dramatic pecs. Like before mm -hmm. in the show, it was like make out all the time, and. Later in this show, we'll go back to like the make out all the time. But this season has had like none of that. Not that I particularly want it, but yeah, this like no strings attached. Yeah, in the world, and John's just like, hmm, Angela. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no strings attached. Anyone in the world? I have to be honest, Angela. <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? Yeah, and she's like, let's do it. So they go to a random room at their friend's house, and everyone's just cool with the fact that, that they're going. They're like, oh, okay, they're just going to go bone in our room. Cool. Yeah, fine, whatever. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, not a fan. <laughs> but no one even mentions it. Topanga got her question in first. What are you going to do? It's apparently a weird truth or dare situation. Yeah, so Angela's like, all right, let's go. Let's go do it. Um, so she's like, I like this game. And goes, and then Corey has some weird fit about them getting back together. And they're like, that's not he's like who was so sad about you guys getting not, or breaking up and did everything to try to get you back together? And they're like, you, darling. You, darling. It's apparently a thing from this season. <laughs> it's popped up a couple times. Um then he's like, so why do you all getting back together have nothing to do with me? Well, yeah, he's like, you're going in there to do stuff, and it has nothing to do with me. Like, and I don't understand what Corey's talking about. They don't understand what Corey's talking about. I'm fairly certain Corey doesn't understand what Corey's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So they just blow past him and go into, I, I, I have to assume, Rachel's room. It definitely seems like Rachel's room. And Rachel's just like, ah. My friends are boning in my room. Cool. Yeah. Makes sense. What? Okay. It's a nice room. <laughs> sure. Better than uh, Jack's. What? Said better than Jack's room. Better than maybe they maybe Rachel and Jack share a room. Maybe Rachel and Jack share Jack's room and Rachel's room is just kind of empty and that's her old best bed. Perhaps. Perhaps so. A little less, little less weird. No, so weird. Yeah, it's still Everyone's pretty there. weird. Everyone's like, there. If I was hanging out with my bros, like oh, most of us are married now. Um, even even so. then, huh? Even so. Yeah, like if if we're at a party with like our friends and our wives, and you and you and your wife are like, "Oh, we're gonna go bone in your room," we'd be like, "No, no, no, no I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe so." Come again? Try that one more time. <laughs> that's not really your space to to do that actually mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know it's it's very again i don't know what show this is anymore <laughs> this is another one of those situations where it's like this was another show that they just took and implanted over boy meets world yeah which is weird after last week and how like referential to boy meets world it was uh-huh and this one's just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just don't know. Um, and now the running joke in the in the living room is like Corey can't stop thinking about them in there. Uh huh. Yeah, he just keeps calling back like they've been in there a long time. 
Yeah, he's like, what do you think long. they're doing in there? He says, what do you, what do you think? I, What's what in your business? This is why you don't do that at a party, so no one has to think about it. Yeah, and then I, I think it's Rachel draws Corey's name, and he asks, she asks the same thing about Topanga, which I'm just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why this Corey. same question? Uh-huh. Because we only know two questions. One thing you would change, and do you want to go bone right now? <laughs> no strings attached. Um, and you should ask Corey that one. Yeah. I know the answer. Um, and he, and she says, make your, we're going to be virgins forever joke, and Let's just get on with our lives. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you're a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Like, yeah, apparently. And then she's just like, then why didn't I go to Yale? And then they like, I knew it. <clears throat> yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's, dumb. it's dumb. It's so dumb. It, it's real dumb. It comes out of nowhere. I guess they thought like, hey, we need to deal with this thing from the beginning of the season. And one, you didn't. You really you're, didn't. You're too episodic for that, but was two was already enough. This isn't the way to do it. <laughs> this doesn't feel earned. This feels cheap. No. So, and Corey says something about why don't you go to Yale or something, and she's she's like, I'm leaving. He's like, you made this game. You can't be mad. And she turns to Rachel and like, I had a wonderful evening. Uh-huh. And leaves. And I do like this exchange between Rachel and Jack. She's like, everything was... I just ruined everything by introducing that honesty game. And Jack's like, this was going to be terrible no matter what you did, babe. <laughs> I did like how he was sitting there for a long time. And then he suddenly like, you leave hair in the shower. <laughs> you, you've been, sitting, like, you've been sitting there for 30 minutes trying to think of something. And that's the only thing you came up with. He's like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Jack in this situation. We're just like, I just want this to be over with. <laughs> I'm not comfortable in this episode. There's there's a weird conversation that needs to be had about this episode. Like, Jack and Sean seem to be very aware that this is just going to be uncomfortable and bad. Uh-huh. And, like, the whole episode makes you feel that way. But we're not... I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> like... Why what? Why like, they're acting that way? Yeah, like, why did Jack think this was going to be awful? Like, why Why is the show presenting this in such a way that's, like, hard to watch? Like, what, what, what's being attempted here? Like, is this supposed to be funny? Yeah, I don't know. Because they keep... Uh, you go. No, you can go ahead. I was going to say, they keep introducing, like, Jack and Eric for, like, comic relief. Mm-hmm. So, like, is this supposed to be serious? Is this supposed to be, like, a drama? That's yeah, it's, kind of like, it's like two things. This kind of is a parallel to the using of the razor or the toothbrush, as it is later, where it's like, you're crazy for not wanting me to use your personal hygiene product. <clears throat> and so the, I feel like the show kind of comes down on the side of them, of like, you're crazy for that. And the same thing here, where Sean and Jack are like, this is a bad idea. And the show clearly makes the point of showing that it's a bad idea. But then the characters in the show are like, no, you're wrong for thinking that it's a bad idea. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. It's I'm not I'm not sure the purpose of any of this. Yeah, and I don't why are you trying to make the audience feel uncomfortable? Like I, like if you're trying to say something, the audience should feel uncomfortable, but you're you're not. 
Mm -hmm. Or if it's like, that's the point. I know you're not an office person, but have you ever even heard reference the dinner party episode of The Office? No, I have. Okay. Well, it's essentially this episode that's a dinner party at Michael's house with his girlfriend, Jan, and Jim and Pam are there, and Andy and Angela are there. And it's just sort of this descending spiral of just madness as the episode continues. And it's kind of showing the way that Michael and Jan's relationship is just falling apart. Um, But it's like funny in the way that it's so uncomfortable. Um, And I mean, I love a good awkward dinner party. Sure. I think think that's a funny thing in shows. Schitt's Creek has a couple of good ones um, where it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but also like there's something kind of funny about it. Um, But especially that episode of The Office, I feel like it's very famous for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's watched The Office, you're like, what's one of the best episodes or most awkward episodes? It's like, oh, the dinner party. Um, because for some reason, that's just a, a setting in an episode where you can be very uncomfortable, I guess. Um, but like that, The Office is doing something mm-hmm. with that episode and like showing Michael and Jan's relationship spiraling into madness. Yeah. Um, while everyone else just has to sit there and watch and it's very uncomfortable. But in this case... I don't know. I don't know what the point is. Yeah, I don't really either. In it, in all honesty, it feels like this episode is like a weird kind of like season maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just thinking about this. Like, for some reason, someone feels like Corey and Topanga need to deal with their feelings about Corey not or uh, Topanga not going to Yale. Also, mm-hmm. we need to set up that Sean is going to go into the next season still in love with Angela. Also, we need to introduce that Rachel and Jack aren't on the same page, so it's not weird when they're broken up next season. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I feel like that's the whole point. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like so clumsily done. It is, and it, and it all is very strange, comes out of nowhere, it's uncomfortable for no reason. Yeah. It doesn't so um, Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand why this part of this episode exists. Um, and, or any of it, really. I think there's, like, good ideas in this. I know we, 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 we've tried to step away from, like, rewriting episodes to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, Except when we do it at the end yeah. of every season. Uh, well, yes. Um, I, I think there's a... There's an episode about like intimacy in this episode where everyone is like dealing with trust and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like, that may even be what the episode is going for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a, a bit of a word vomit ride. So sorry about this. Okay. I feel like I can see where you're going. Like, but yeah, like the 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 inciting incident for Corey and Topanga is like. Topanga thinks they're at a level of intimacy that Corey doesn't feel like they are at. Mm-hmm. Um, like they are not at the point where like everything that is yours is mine and mine is yours. Um, because I mean, as whiny as Corey is being about like sex and things like that, like obviously that doesn't go both ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a level of like a conversation about trust that can be had there, and like a conversation about um, boundaries that can that can be there, um, and like. You know, you could you, you could go two ways with it. Like, hey, you you can't act like we're married if you're like 
denying this part of yourself to me mm -hmm. or you go like the other way like like hey let's let's do the thing then um all that to say and like there's like a, an unrequited desire intimacy for sean mm -hmm. and a, a breaking down of intimacy for jack and rachel and a weird perversion of lies what with eric, with eric and dana yeah, like a perversion of intimacy. And like I feel like there's like almost that attempt to do that in this episode, but then someone scribbles crayon all over. Mm -hmm. And like, have him bring up Yale. And, and I feel like there has to be a writer going, like, why? Like, that's not the point. No, Yale. Yale. <laughs> it's like people love it when we reference continuity. Because the conversation that they have in the elevator. Is all about sharing. Uh -huh. It's nothing to do with Yale. Yeah, it's. Not, I mean, Yale comes up like, "Hey, you've had these hidden feelings about Yale. Tell me what they are." Mm -hmm. And they both like explain like hard things that they've been thinking and dealing with. And then, you know, I actually don't hate when Corey says like, "Why do you think you can use my razor?" But like, I don't get any intimacy in return. Mm -hmm. No tushy, no brushy. Yeah. And and I like that Topanga comes down on the side of like, that's fair. Like, you're right. Like, I have been thinking, because sharing personal things like a razor or like, it took me forever to be able to eat after my wife. Like, take a bite of something she had taken a bite of. Mm -hmm. Like, there's intimacy there. It's not like sexual intimacy. Yeah, there's just a closeness and a level of familiarity. Yeah. And, you know general togetherness yeah and like i do think that there is a certain level to which like there has to be reciprocation like we have to be on the same page about these things mm -hmm. so all that to say i think there's an interesting conversation in this but it's so clumsily done it's interrupted by this them hurting each other's feelings about yale thing yeah and then we have at the same time sean and angela in the bedroom Mm -hmm. Sean keeps trying to talk as they're kissing, and she's like, "Stop!" Yeah, like stop talking. And he's like, "I love you," and she's like, "I told you to stop talking." Yeah, and she pushes him off the bed, and he's like, "Oh, my keys." <laughs> Dad liked that part. <laughs> yeah, and in this, like, again, I think we've got an interesting thing here where Sean, who has no one in his life, is like craving intimacy, but. Angela, who was really hurt by Sean and like had to put away those feelings, is like walled off from intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another interesting exploration of intimacy of like Sean wants to be able to be casual. He wants to do this, but he craves this closeness. Connection. Yeah. That he's just, he, he just, he needs it. He doesn't, you know, his brother's got. Rachel, his best friend's got Topanga. His dad's dead. Like, <laughs> dad's got whatever dead. And and I feel like there's an interesting conversation that needs to happen there, but it doesn't because we need to make the joke of uh, the joke and the real statement of Sean going up to Corey and Topanga. You two make my life a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have my magic trailer anymore. <laughs> And the woman I love won't love me back. Yes. It's all your and, fault. And I can't just bang her. 
and I can't even go to my magic trailer anymore. Yeah, and I also feel like, you know, we could have focused on Jack and Rachel a little bit more and showed that they're they're just missing each other. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're not they're not seeing eye to eye. They're Jack doesn't value the things Rachel's valuing, and Rachel is not understanding with Jack. Yeah. But again, we don't really do that. Like, and then Eric's there as comic relief. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, it's all about being honest. And you kind of have this moment, except for Sean and Angela, like where the other two couples, Jack and Rachel and Corinne Topanga, like have this quote unquote understanding. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of good at the end. Um, and then they look over and um, Eric is just continuing to lie. Yeah, the bullet hurt. But I had to take it for the president. <laughs> and he's like, also, I'm Batman. Also, Which is true. Yeah. I, I don't it know. At this point. I feel like, I think Batman. Terry McGinnis? Beyond. Was, was it I want to say so. I want to look it up. Because he was Batman. Because I think. January 10th, 1999. He would have been Batman. He would have just started to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Beyond Batman. Look up Static Shock. Was it 02? Static Shock. 2000. That was 2000? Hmm. Why did I... Jason Morrison's in that one. Yeah, he is. He is. They, uh, they, they've talked about recently how they get uh, voice... A- they got voice acting gigs in the DC animated universe together a bit. Fun. Um... But yeah, so it's a it's it's a weird episode for me. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, mess, a mess and a half. It it really is, and it's not not what I enjoy. It's I think it's happened a few times, not all the time, but a few times where like I see a good episode in it, but something is getting in the way. The episode's getting in the way. Yeah, and then there's the end tag where Corey uses Topanga's deodorant. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we need to talk about Corey and Topanga real quick. He comes in and he has his arms held high. And I remember this because it was on, like, I think ABC Family Tags, where uh-huh. he walks in with his arms held high going, like, I have seen the promised land. Yeah. And She's like, I showed him my butt. Yeah. Which totally kills it all for him. Like, the whole, like, he's ridiculous, I just showed him my butt thing. Like, I feel like they just came to an understanding about like given the give and take of a relationship, but the episode plays it off as like Corey is ridiculous and will do anything for butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's yeah. up with that? It, it it really kills it for me because I think that elevator scene has a lot of potential. Yeah, it's just a mess, and they don't know what to do with literally anything. And then yeah. and Tammy's like using her deodorant. She's like, "You got a hair in it," and he's like, "Oh, it's one of mine." You can tell yeah, because it's like me. Well, he says because it's kinky. Yeah. Did kinky mean something else in the late 90s? Oh, his hair. <laughs> yes, I get that, but he's definitely implying a double entendre. It doesn't mean anything else. It only means the, the thing that you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's supposed to be this funny thing like, oh, she can't handle one thing like Corey could. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela makes out with Sean, and I'm not 100% sure why. And then it's implied like, oh, he'll only have a boner if he is in love with her. It's it, it's it's. I analyzed this probably for a little too long trying to find out what this ending Angela and Sean scene is. Suddenly setting up that like 
Sean still has feelings, but he's like, no, you mean nothing to me. And then she throws him on the bench and makes out with him. And he's like, no, nothing. And then like the show is implying like, oh, see, he's lying because he would only get a boner if he was in love. Like, I don't, what? <laughs> I don't, he's like, gotta take a cold shower right now. And he, it's actually a pretty great piece of physical comedy. He jumps into the shower. Fully clothed. <laughs> Fully clothed. But that being said, like, I just don't, what are you trying to say? Nothing. Just like what Sean feels. Nothing. They're trying to say nothing. Yeah. This whole episode accomplishes nothing. It's, it's real weird. I, it actually accomplishes a lot. I just don't really love how it does it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think there's a good episode in here. I just don't know where it is. I don't know. I don't know either. But yes, this episode is uncomfortable. It's not pleasant to watch. Um, it isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but that's not saying much. It was worse than I thought. It was going really? To be. I actually didn't have a good time. I I was dreading this episode. Mm-hmm. I remember you said that last week. This was this was the episode of this season when I would like look through them way earlier in it. I was like, oh no, like this is the I, one. I do not want to watch that episode. This one in the uh, artist girl episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So here we are. But we here we are ratings. Um. So almost in the spirit of, this is kind of a deep cut, but Wired Magazine's review of Harry Potter uh, Legacy or whatever, where they gave it a one out of 10. Um, I was going to give this episode a one, but I think I'm going to give it a two. Okay. I'm giving it a two. Okay. That was really random. I'm giving it a two. I was thinking about a one all day. I'm like, I think you bumped me up a little bit to a two. Yeah. I think I'll give it a 4, maybe a 4.5. You must decide. 4.25. 4.25. Okay, You're giving me the hard math. Um, 3.175. Not 175. 125. Um, yeah, it's not it's not very good. I do like Sean and Jack. Um, I think they get some good jokes in. Mhm. Um, I do not like Topanga or Corey, even though I do like that elevator scene. Again, I think there's potential there that was just wasted for some reason. It always seems to be. Um, but yeah, no, I I do not care for this episode. I do not want to see it in the tournament. No. And we won't. <laughs> we won't. Actually, this is our lowest by far. Not by far, but by kind of far. Really? And the next lowest is My Baby Valentine was at a 4.5. Really? Because I really did not like that episode. No, you rated this slightly lower than that. Oh, really? How did I give My Baby Valentine anything? You gave it a 4.5. Trying to think. Cause I rated last episode really poorly, did I not? Mm, you gave it a 7.5. Apparently I'm not. Re- oh, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by that episode. Yeah, you gave Can I Help to Cheer You a three and a half. Okay. Which was the wedding episode, but also Tommy. Yeah, because that one just ticked me off. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. I We all remember. I'm the average episode that's going to make the tournament, the like season average is going to be real low. Uh-huh. It's going to be real low. Yeah, this is a season of highs and lows. Yeah. <laughs> really, oh, very few in-betweens. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Um, in the middles. Normally, when I make the bracket, we get into like 
the lowest we ever go is the high like sixes, six point something. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally everything we choose is in nines, eights, and a little bit of high seven. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna have to dip down. We don't need to litigate all of it right now, but there's some real doozies in this season. Next episode is the episode that I have been looking forward to the most this entire season. All right. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good episode, but the pieces of it that stick out in my mind, I remember. Uh Yeah. I think it's fun. Um, Um, Who's your MVP for this episode? I mean, Sean. I've I've said it several times. I think he's very funny in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd give it to Sean. It's either Sean or Jack. It is. I think if Jack had a little bit more, it would be Jack. Mm-hmm. But I, Sean just has a little more to do. It's true. I love the first half of this episode is all just Sean being like nonchalant, like, oh, here we go. Uh-huh. It's a trap. I did like when Angela's like, let's go do it right now. And Corey's face is just like, and he's like, it's a trap. Yes. Yes. That callback to that joke. I can't oh, believe we almost forgot it because it's probably my favorite part of this whole. I think it's the one part where I laughed out loud. Yeah. Um, I, I I made an out loud chuckle at. I think they should be tied down and made to look at it, <laughs> which is not a joke I like. But just the delivery is very funny. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's got to be Sean. I Sean or Jack or Feeny for not being in it. <laughs> Feeny for real, realizing what this what a stinker this episode was and staying far away with his um, lovely. Girlfriend, I will be interested to know if Corey or Sean takes this season. Yeah, we'll look at it later. Yeah, we'll look at it. Later. It's just, it's just the suspense. What would we call this? Would we call it Boy Meets Topanga's Butt? Yeah, yeah, we will. Boy Meets Topanga's Butt. This episode should be called Boys Meet a Failure of Intimacy. <laughs> we could call it that. <laughs> Boys Meet Failed Intimacy. Boys meet failed in the BC. Boys meet failure to launch. I don't think that's quite the same. No, it's not. That's a funny Matthew movie. McConaughey? I like that movie. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker. Zoe Deschanel is in it. Sarah Jessica Parker is not Sharon, Sarah Michelle Geller, right? No, that's two different two different names. I don't remember who Sarah Jessica Parker is. Then. Sex in the City. I've never seen any of that. I mean, I just thought maybe you'd be culturally aware. I mean, I am culturally aware that it exists. And that one of them's name is Carrie? Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Oh, great. <clears throat> it's all coming together. But no, I, I know nothing, nothing about. All right. What we should call this episode is from Jessica to Jessica. From Jessica to Jessica. From Jessica Alba to Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. Hmm. I think this one is, let me get a good look at it. Cherry. Cherry, okay. It's a dark chocolate, so I like dark chocolate and cherry. So, I'm, again, I'm hoping. It's a good combo. Mm. Orange. Orange! Oh, there's the orange! That's what I was looking for earlier. Dark chocolate and orange is a good combo, too. It is. It's very good. This is the best one I've had today. Very good. Do one more. Do one more. Get a good look at it. I think that is caramel. I haven't had a caramel yet, so. Caramel all day. Oh, my. What is it? I don't know. It's like got a white cream. Huh. Uh-oh. I'm not sure. I you feel? No. Oh, cream? Cream of some sort. A creme, creme patissier. 
I've been watching a lot of Bake Off. I believe it. I finally finished uh, Series 7. I really feel like Steph should have won, but she just fell apart in the finale. And I'm really sad about it. Is that the one, the health guy one? The what one? The health guy one. Health guy? Yeah. I'm guessing not. There was a guy that won, but he wasn't health. He was like, hold on, hold on. His name was David. David, yeah, Steph, yeah. Steph won like four star bakers in a row right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... That was I the one with my precious boy Henry. Yeah, precious boy Henry. And they all wore ties after he got off. They did. Um, which was very nice. But she just really stumbled pretty hard in the finale. Yeah. Really bummed me out. I don't even remember who the third person in that finale was. Her name was Alice. She was a geography teacher. Oh, right. Blonde girl, right? No, she had brown hair. Hmm. I don't she remember. Very nice. I am a geographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even say geographer. Tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Let's call our shots. Um, Rihanna's um, gonna kill it. What did you just say? Rihanna's gonna kill it. She's gonna kill it. Um, yeah. The Chiefs and the Eagles are playing. I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I the other day I was like, "Babe, are we doing anything for the Super Bowl?" And she's like, "No." Do you even know who's playing in the Super Bowl? And I went, "Uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia." And I don't know how I knew that. <laughs> I don't know if I absorbed that information somewhere uh-huh. or just didn't know. Just or if I just really guessed good. it. Huh? You just guessed really good. I There's no way. There's no way I guessed really good. But she's like, how did you know that? I was like, oh, I don't know how I knew. <laughs> I thought I was guessing. So um, I was, I'm, I'm just kind of playing off my new prophetic powers. Yeah. Um, really I mean, I is this chocolate. I'm one for three. <laughs> Four. What um, a stupid game. I'd hate to be good at it. <laughs> I would hate it. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, upset Chiefs by a field goal. But see, I don't know if that's an upset. I don't know who's really expected to win. I was talking to someone at um, work on Friday, which is the day after I had this conversation with my wife. They're like, are you excited for the Super Bowl? And I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know who was playing until yesterday. And he's um, like, oh, who do you think is going to win? And I'm like, Kansas City's closer to us, so I guess them? And he's like, oh, that would be an upset. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I you're having have no idea. We've established. I don't know why you're talking to me about this. We have zero clue. But he said that would be an upset. So now I'm predicting the upset. Kansas City by a field. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have orange cream filling inside. Okay. I don't know. I love it. Mix all the worlds together. I am predicting um, at least one more kid in Inaba rescued from the TV. At least one. At least one. I've almost got my second one rescued. Oof. I used all of my all of my items in the first <laughs> castle, so I think I'm going to have to make two trips to the second. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the fox now. Yeah, but he only works once. Yeah, but yeah, I used him twice. Oh, is it money that he uh-huh. takes? Yeah, it's money. Okay, yeah, yeah, the fox will make it easier. I, I have one bond with the fox. I've got two bonds, so it's a little bit cheaper. Still you're very little, expensive. You're a little further than me then. Um I just I just passed where you bond with Nanako for the first time. Okay. That was very sweet. It was. Can I just say to all of our listeners, the bonds of friendship 
among the group of characters in Persona 4 Golden is so very nice. It's, it's true. so very special. It's true. Um, I was wa- watching a review not too long ago, and people were like, it doesn't have the style or like the the dedication to um, an aesthetic that Persona 5 does. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think their their aesthetic is like Scooby-Doo. It's just like a mm-hmm. Saturday morning mystery cartoon, but like yeah, cool funny. anime stuff. What? That's fine. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think that's true. I just think like like I find this Persona 4 Golden very Scooby-Doo-esque. Mm-hmm. If it had like a cool anime like makeover. Mm-hmm. Like even even like the all out attacks. Yeah, just cloud and like sometimes they fall out and rush back in. Yeah. It's all very Scooby Doo to me. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it's Scooby Doo that occasionally becomes like total mind wall. Yes. It is crazy watching the opening video, mm-hmm. like the song Shadow World, and like some of the imagery that they put in it, like the people hanging from the uh, telephone poles. And I'm like, oh my. Because before, but the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And then I watched it again. And I was like, oh, the, they did. It's really interesting because while the aesthetic of five is far darker, mm-hmm. like really, and, and the aesthetic of four is like really bright and happy. Honestly, the the like dark, messed up stuff, mm-hmm. like really like has like a downward track. Like three is way up here. Mm-hmm. Like everything about three is messed up down to the fact that to summon your persona, you have to shoot yourself in the head with a magic wand that looks like a gun. Um, and every time you summon it, you shoot yourself in the head. And then like four is like, I mean, there's a lot of murders and there's a lot of murders and stuff gets pretty messed up a little later on. And then like five has, I mean, five is about like rebelling against like rebelling I mean, against what society tells you you have to be. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, really terrible things. Th- there are, I think. Like, I feel like all the darkest stuff happens in the very beginning in mm-hmm. Kamashida's Kamashi, Kamashi mm-hmm. Palace. Mm-hmm. The is kind of dark, too. Not in the same way. Yeah. But it's not like you have to shoot yourself in the head to summon your persona. True. <laughs> Which I don't hate. <laughs> persona! <laughs> so... That'll get them every time. Yeah. You should. There's literally zero excuse, dear listener, for you to not play Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, I think you can play free on Xbox, which is wild to me. My Mm -hmm. favorite game ever, and you can just like, well, if you have Game Pass, I guess. Yeah. Which if you have an Xbox, why wouldn't you have Game Pass? I don't. Yeah. They should go hand in hand. Um, But I think that's about it for this episode. Just remember, you can reach out on Twitter, on Instagram, tell your friends. Today I got a new potential listener because I always post. I don't know if you're any of our listeners or part of the Boy Meets World uh, fan group on Facebook that I am, but I, if you are, say hello on the, the comments whenever I post every week. But I like posted the episode that we just released, and I was like, hey, check it out. And they're like, somebody commented saying, hey, you can also find it on Spotify. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then I saw the link was to Pod Meets World. And so I responded. I was like, "Oh, actually, this is different. <laughs> Where's the different one? Um, we were around before they were um, significantly. It was like, so, but we, you know, we don't offer the same thing that they can provide with like the insight into actually, you know, being there. 
but I think we offer some fun takes and like some interesting stuff. And they're like, oh, well, are you on Spotify too? I'll check it out. And so if you made it this far, hello. Hello. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah. Um, so, tell a friend. It's we're, very, we're very sorry. <laughs> tell, tell a friend to check it out. Check us out. But always feel free to interact on Instagram or Twitter or those Facebook posts and the one random Boy Meets World group that I made. Chance looks like he's looking for email. I am. I am looking for emails. Um, the beginning of February was the third anniversary of our Twitter account, so that's fun. Wow. Hi, Fi Mike misses us. We miss you too. We'll have to do an episode soon. Um, <laughs> he responded to my take about the voice, <laughs> saying, I didn't know the voice was still a show. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It that's, shouldn't a fair, be. that's a fair reaction as well. Um, and then, um, Manjan Silva said, I, I think he's talking about the Stan Stan, the Plumber Man episode. Um, I don't know why, but I enjoy that episode. I think part of it has to do with the overall balance of it, how they offset the absolutely depressing Eric and Tommy storyline with the zaniness. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, and I get how it could work, but for me, it just ticked me off. Like, I don't want to watch a cartoon, like a slapstick cartoon at the same time I'm watching, like, I don't know, what's something really sad. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything sad. I, a walk to remember, I guess. Uh, yeah. Maybe I would want to watch something funny instead of a walk to remember. But, like, n- not, I don't want to watch them interlaced. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to watch a DVD where, like, I watch, like, an episode of Tom and Jerry, 10 minutes like of. Austin Powers mixed with. Is Citizen Kane sad? Or is it just boring? Really. <laughs> I, we don't watch a lot of sad things. Mixed with Grave Grave of Fireflies, which I think is the Studio Ghibli movie that everyone says is the saddest thing ever. Yeah. And I, I, I get how the balance could work. I really do. It just ticked me off. Like, watching it, I was legitimately angry with the whiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Eric and Tommy stuff. Even now, like, I love it. Um, and I think if it was just an episode about all of them going to some crazy wedding and like Stan Stan the Plumber Man was a guest star. Like I think I would love that episode, or at least like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's literally just the fact that these two things are interlaced that just even even now I'm kind of getting heated thinking about it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, I think I'm more in line with you. I think I was more down on my score of the episode a little <laughs> bit, but I was much higher than Chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't didn't do anything. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for interacting with us. Um, yeah. I haven't gotten on our, our Twitter in a long time because my job is crazy right now. Um, payrolls aren't going to roll themselves. It's true. Um, when you're in stuff, there's a whole bunch of tax stuff and all sorts of things to do. Um, but we'll we'll get back into doing Twitter well. So we say. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long, world.